Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined here with Thomas Levy. And today we're going to talk about how to run your website as a, as a business and to do that professionally. We're going to talk about you know, where we all start and where we all ultimately can end up. And we can also talk about some of the benefits of you know, upgrading some ways we approach what we do and uh, you know, look at some roadblocks that might be holding us back from uh, progressing as and becoming a more professional established website. So to start it off, I just wanted to kind of talk about where we all begin. Uh, if you're building a learning management system, uh, a membership site, or an online course, you know, if you want to start at like the simplest starting point, which is one of the reasons in our mission to democratize education with uh, Lifter LMS so that it's really accessible, you can get in the game really affordably and almost for free. You can get a very inexpensive hosting account. I'm talking, depending upon what sales going on, $3, $5, $10 a month. Um, <clears throat> you can install WordPress and you can install a, a free theme and a free plugin like Lifter LMS and you're up and running with an, uh, uh, a learning management system and a website that's possible to deliver and, and sell an online course. So that's like a, a beginning point. At the far end of the spectrum, you can have a custom LMS built from scratch, whether that's on top of Lyfter or not, on top of WordPress or not. But um, you can do all that uh, and just anything's possible. You do a custom development, that's going to be very expensive. It's going to take time and it's going to be tailored to exactly your vision. So that's a totally different story. But I think it's important to look at all the stuff that can happen in the middle on your journey from just starting out with a cheap hosting account, a theme or a free theme or a paid theme and, and a plugin like Lifter LMS. So uh, one of the areas we want to focus on is let's just look at hosting. So if you get a GoDaddy or a Bluehost hosting account, uh, those are really affordable and they're cheap and you can install Lifter LMS and WordPress on things like that. But then you can get up to more of a mid-grade area. Uh, my top recommendation these days is WP Engine. Uh, and then for our custom builds uh, at Lifter LMS in another podcast episode, we talked about our discovery session where we get ready for custom membership sites and learning management systems and spec out what it is we're going to build where we can do a detailed um, timeline and estimate and that sort of thing. But that's a custom build. We, we deploy those onto the Amazon cloud on Amazon web services. So that's a whole nother level of hosting. But what a lot of people aren't doing that should, but should consider is perhaps going to that middle level with WP engine. So Thomas, what do you like about WP engine? What makes it a good web host, even though it's more expensive, it can be 30 us dollars a month for one site. Yeah, there, there's a lot to say about WP Engine. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of things like WP Engine, too. So if for some reason you have an aversion to, to the particular product, um, we're talking about managed WordPress hosting. And a lot of these managed WordPress hosting platforms have a lot of the same features. Um, and and, and the, the, the most advantageous part about them is, uh, and, and we'll talk about WP Engine specifically, is that with the click of a button from your WordPress admin panel, you can spool up a complete clone of your website, a staging site, they call it, uh, where you can do all of your testing. Um, 
and uh, in, a, in a safe environment that's not going to affect what goes on on your production website. Because the fear here is that you, uh, you know, you, you, you get those 10 little icons on your plugin screen that say you need to update that little 10 uh, in the, in the red, red circle. Um, and you just start clicking all those buttons because you trust the developers. And then there's some new conflict introduced and now your website's crashed or critical feature of your website is down. Like you maybe can't take payments anymore because something broke with Stripe. Um, and, uh, and now you're losing money. Um, so if you, if you, if you do everything, in that neutral testing environment, you now have an opportunity to work out all those bugs, figure out what's going on, contact the support representatives of whatever plugin you've updated that caused a problem. Um, and now you've also made their job a lot easier because now they can go in and do their job without the fear of breaking what's now, you know, potentially already broken or breaking something new in your production environment. So that's one of the clear advantages. And uh, when you start to think about like what happens on your journey as you grow, um, you know, you had team members, you know, uh, you, we all started, I've started, Chris started, uh, kind of as a one man shop. And then you start to supplement your, uh, your skill set with the skill set of other people. You know, I'm a web developer. Chris is a product and marketer and man of many, many, many talents, but, um, he's not a web developer. So that's where we've kind of joined forces. I don't really like selling things. You know, if anybody's ever tried to buy something from me, I'd much rather give it away to you. Uh, then convince you to give me money for it, uh, which doesn't really maintain profitability. Um, so, but one of those people you're always going to need is a systems administrator. Um, and you know, at Codebox, we have one for our for our highest clients. We have somebody that like handles the Amazon cloud for us because even as a web developer, I'm just not that good at it. Um, and just to and just to jump in, like when you're on the cheap plan, just at the beginning your systems administrator is the GoDaddy or the Bluehost support person you get on the phone. So exactly. But you don't yeah. have to stay there. Yeah. And, and uh, but go ahead. So anyway, so what the W the managed WP engine type WordPress hosting does is it kind of gives you that person. You, now you're paying a little more than if you were paying $3 a month and you have to call technical support all the time. Now you kind of have that person that's taking care of the WordPress core for you and caching and, database caching and all that stuff that is maybe a little bit scary to some people is just kind of done for you. Plus you get the ability to spool up that staging site and test all your things there. Um, you get backups. Um, one of the really, really important things about backups, everybody knows you got to run backup. Um, not a lot of people know how to get your backups back when you have that critical failure. Like, what do you do? It's like, well, I have all these backups. What do I do with them? WP engine makes that kind of thing really, really easy from your hosting panel. Um, so I, from my perspective, one of the greatest advantages of that is you gain a team member, um, in, in like a, an invisible ghost team member that really gets to do that high end development stuff for you, um, or systems administration for you without having to actually have that person paid on your team. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to add that this is just an unintended consequence of these tools like WordPress and Lifter LMS who have made things so approachable and affordable that, um, it, you just miss out on the, on the fact that, you know, you do need to spend a little bit of money if you want to take it to the next level. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we get in this situation at Lifter LMS, our, our WordPress learning management system and online course membership site product where uh, we provide pro level support. We, we have a pro support product. Our pro comes, our pro membership comes with some other features, some graphic design assets and, and, uh, promotional discounts and things. 
But a lot of people, their main reason usually for buying Pro is to get direct access uh, and private priority access to, to us to support the product. But there's a difference between supporting the product, helping a user navigate, like how do I do X, or I can't find the documentation on X, or I'm having this conflict. Uh, product support is about really about supporting the product. It's not necessarily about supporting whatever hosting environment you've chosen. Or, and even I believe that at Lifter LMS, we go above and beyond. And if we can, if it's obvious, we help people. If there's a conflict that we didn't necessarily create, but we can help identify like where the issue's coming from, we're more than happy to help. But uh, there is a time where you do need to hire a, a web developer to help you, or you need to um, you know, get a systems administrator or go with a hosting company where that's built into the price. So, but I mean, give us an example, Thomas, of some things that come in for Lifter LMS where um, somebody's, you know, we have our support product, but they're really asking above and beyond, you know, what is considered supporting Lifter LMS. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest examples or most common examples with that is going to be people that have, uh, or users who have been on some of these, um, you know, I, I'm not going to call them cheap, maybe less expensive uh, hosting platforms where maybe you've had that, that GoDaddy account or that, that Bluehost account for four or five years. Um, and uh, they don't proactively upgrade your packages for you. So and just uh, if I could jump in and just clarify on that point, and I just really learned this recently myself, I didn't quite understand the full ramification, but when you buy your cheap hosting account, I mean, there is a piece of hardware that holds your website and they're not upgrading that piece of hardware proactively necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you might not know that and it might not cause any issues for you for years and years and years. Um, uh, we, we've actually had this problem internally with, uh, you know, some of our own websites where we just weren't keeping up to date with, with updates on the server level, which is things like PHP or, um, TLS, which is an encryption software that help or package that helps deal with uh, the, the little green lights you see on on the browser bar that's secure for HTTPS and things like that. And, um, and if you're not proactively upgrading those packages on your own, they're not getting upgraded. Um, so again, if we want to toot WP Engines or and that's managed, you don't ever touch your server. They take care of keeping that stuff up to date for you. Um, but so one of the, back to your question, Chris, one of the more common things we see is somebody who has one of those older servers. It's maybe still wor working on, you know, version 5.3 of PHP, which is now several years deprecated. And we're now on PHP seven is the, the common standard. And I'm, I'm not off the top of my head. I don't know what version of PHP WP engine work runs on. Um, I'm willing to bet it's PHP seven, but it might be like a, a five, six, um, but anyway, so we'll see that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's understandable that if my response to you then is like, well, you're having issues because you're on PHP version 5.3, you need to upgrade that. Um, we get a lot of, you know, people that are like, oh, well, please upgrade that for me. Um, but that's and, not necessarily part of Lifter LMS. That's yeah, it's a little bit more complicated than that. And the reality is like we could absolutely do that for you. Um, but if you, if you think about the scope of what we're responsible for, 
Um, you know, it's, there's so many unknowns that like, I can't go in there and just click a couple buttons for you and expect everything to, to work perfectly. Um, nor can you, and, and that's the difficulty here and, and why as you level up, you want to add people to your team or continue consider other hosting options. Um, because upgrading from PHP 5.3 to PHP 5, uh, or seven or, or any later version might not cause any issues at all. But it might cause issues. You know, you might have some weird plugin installed on your word, website, or you might have other websites installed on your same server, um, and you might have some unanticipated bug crop up as a result of upgrading. Now, in most scenarios, you're not, but in some, you might. You know, so what the web developer would do, the diligent web developer would be create a bunch of backups and know how to restore them, create a staging website where they could test the upgrade. Um, and then after they've tested everything and made sure there's no problem, then up, upgrade the, the production environment. Um, and that's a lot. There's a lot of steps involved in that. And uh, as you ascend and grow your business, taking those steps makes more and more sense because it's more financially responsible to have your site online than offline because of bugs. It's, you know, you're, you're hopefully making more money so you can afford to pay people to do that kind of thing. Um, again, we, we're just going to harp on WP Engine because they make all of those steps just kind of, you know, not essential because they'll take care of it for you and you have that staging site and they're managing your packages. But, but you might be um, paying $20 more a month, but that's exactly. really worth it. It's worth yeah. it. You, you don't realize how much it is worth it until that site goes down, until you start yeah. having those conflicts, until you need to call somebody and, and you're on hold for a long time or getting yeah. somebody on the other end that doesn't know how to help you. Um, so, I mean, when you start out, it's just you or, or maybe you and a freelancer is helping set things up. But if I were to design the dream team, you know, as a startup, if you're building your online course or your membership site, you may have a very limited budget and you may need to do it all yourself. But that means you're going to need to be the, you know, do all the content. You're going to need to be the designer. You're going to need to be the developer. Even if that's just installing plugins, you're going to need to be, you know, the person setting up the hosting account. And uh, if you need support, you know, you can use the, the plugin support, you know, to a degree. But there's so much room to grow from there. Uh, you know, you can get a professional designer of, you know, low budget or high budget to help you. You can get a affordable web developer on something like Upwork or kind of graduate up into the Codable area. Um, we recommend Codable. They're just vetted WordPress developers. Uh, and then you there's then there's other services like we at Codebox and creators of Lyft LMS. We do complete end to end solutions. But uh, you just got to, you know, if you're stuck or you're having problems, you might be ready to move up. And it's really important that, you know, you look at that when you're creating your course and everything is, you know, for it to be truly sustainable, you need to be, your course needs to be generating revenue. You need to be able to afford, you know, the basic team. It's really key. Uh, well, what else, what am I missing from the team? What else do we need? You, you know, I mean, I, I think there's different stages of it, like you're saying. At the beginning, you're wearing every hat and figuring it all out. And I think the, uh, the dream team is really going to depend on you. So if you're starting as a solo entrepreneur building a website, um, you might be more inclined towards the management side or the content side or the development side. Or, you know, maybe you've got skills in one or two of those areas, but you're weakest in the, in the third. Um, the way I see it is there's really kind of the management of the website. We can call that person a project manager. There's the developer who manages the technology side and executes on the technology side. 
Um, and then there's, in my mind, content creation and design are kind of hand in hand. That design aspect might be a fourth person. Um, it might be the developer who's also a designer. Uh, it really depends. When we get to our, our, our largest projects, we have a dedicated designer, a dedicated designer, a dedicated project manager. Um, and then our client is generally that content creator because they're coming to us because they have content um, that they want to put out into the world, but they don't have the, those other three members to execute on it. I think that, um, and just to piggyback on that point, the people who are ready for that already have some success. You may want that or even need feel like you need that, but uh, a company can't help you unless you can afford them. And in order for you to be able to afford them, you already need to have some level of success looking to the next, you know, to grow from there. But if you're just starting out and you're a true startup with constraints, you know, you need to grow into that. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think you really just need to take a look at yourself and take a look at what you're best at and what you're worst at. And I think whatever you're worst at, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're bad at it. It might mean you're just uncomfortable with it. Um, I can write, I am a writer, but I, I'm just not as great at executing on content as Chris is, you know? Um, and, uh, so that's a natural addition to my team. Of course, it's our team. I didn't say like, Hey, Chris, you're going to come write content for me. We're, we're a partnership here. But, um, so, I mean, I think you just need to kind of look at like what brings you the least amount of joy and what's the hardest for you to get your head into accomplishing. Um, and for, you know, a lot of people that's going to be the technology side of thing and like the doldrums of like testing plugins and, um, that kind of stuff is, is great for me. I love it. I'm great at it. I can do it all day long. Um, and that's why I'm a web developer, but you might not be. So, um, yeah, so I, I think you just kind of need to take a look, but I think those three areas really like the content design, the development, and then the, the overall management. Um, and I think that overall management is one of those tasks that can be worn by you for the, I see at least most commonly for the longest period of time. Um, and then that, that project manager is maybe the last thing that gets added into the mix, but. Yeah. So, so if, just to close it out, if you're at the very beginning and you're that scrappy startup where it's pretty much just you, uh, the, the roadblock or the mistake that we see people making in, in our call to action to you today is to get a good hosting account, get something with a staging environment like WP Engine, and then also get a look into finding a developer resource. And if funds are tight, there are freelancers out there. You can go to a website like Upwork. Uh, look for people with WordPress and, and even specifically Lifter LMS experience if you're using our software and start building your team because that's where it starts. A good host, which is going to give you that a better red phone or systems administrator and then a developer that could help you. And if you're ready for even a little more than that, start experimenting with some freelance design help. But um, yeah, most people try to wear all those hats too long and they get themselves into trouble and, and, and essentially create more can create more um, inefficiencies just by not letting go and, and, and kind of growing. So, well, that, that concludes this episode of LMS cast. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.